And I get so out of body and start to fuck up my health And from the second you saw it, already made it to fade it And if I had a chance again, well I'd do the same shit Cause I tried with leaving it alone It's way too hard to let it go, oh, oh And if you saw me at my all-time low Why didn't you try to stop me? These nights are getting too sloppy for me We did it almost every night And I barely like to say what I feel But it's okay I feel like we've been here before But no one cares So they just ignore you Was way too drunk to put up a fight But still cool enough to get me to ride I'm going home I hope no one will turn on the lights But no one cares So they just ignore Got my own plans, and my old man told me Never get too lonely, summertime won't hold me down I'm up all night, let's party all the time Let's drink a little wine I might spill a couple beans and let my demons in the right I might take a couple lines and let them see me come alive Let my people know that I've been working nine to five to nine And I got myself now, come and toast myself now We did it almost every night And I barely like to say what I feel But it's okay I feel like we've been here before But no one cares So they just ignore you Was way too drunk to put up a fight But still cool enough to get me to ride I'm going home I hope no one will turn on the lights But no one cares So they just Alcohol has been calling me since the morning And honestly, I'll be off it Before you could even know it Oh shit, but It's just enough to make me feel These bills ain't paid and life is real So when you saw me at my low Why didn't you try to stop me? Nice to getting too sloppy We did it almost every night It's okay, I feel like we've been here before But no one cares, so they just ignore you Was way too drunk to put up a fight But still cool enough to get me a ride I'm going home, I hope no one will turn on the lights But no one cares, so they just ignore you Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to Rice Cakes and Pears. Today, we have an artist who goes by the name of Luca Montuano. This dude's been making music since he was three years old. He describes his sound as a mix between indie rap and alternative pop, which I think is pretty dope. My dude knows Young Sum, who is also a Rice Cakes and Pears guest. So we already know it's going to be a good conversation. Luca, thank you so much, man. How you doing, bro? Doing good, man. How about yourself? 
Um, also, wait, I had a question. Did you read that off the that I've been doing music since I was three years old off my Spotify thing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's not true. I don't know why that's on there. <laughs> Dude, what's the truth? Let, let's get it out. I I started like writing songs. It was like I started like rapping and stuff when I was in like seventh grade, and that's when I started taking it seriously and like writing songs every day. But I don't know. I think I think Mikey Young Sum actually wrote my Spotify bio and was like trying to gas me up and it's like no I I have not been doing music that long. Dude, I mean when I read that I was like, dang, dude, this dude's like <laughs> loved music since he was three. That's no. fantastic, but no, it's not true, I huh? Change that. No, it's, that's a rumor. <laughs> yeah, man, like you're you're gonna get canceled now. People get a hold of that. <laughs> you better watch out, dude. I'm in the air right now. Yeah. No, that's a good good PR move. Yeah. Dude, so how do you know Mikey? How'd you guys so, meet? We met damn, that was a long fucking time ago. That was uh my I think my junior year of high school and no no no, it was my sophomore year of high school. I went to this show and um it was in by the way, where are you are you from Wisconsin? Nah, dude. I'm from so I'm from Dallas, Texas. Oh, but do you live yeah. in Wisconsin? No, no, dude. Oh. I discovered Young Sum through TikTok. Believe it oh, or not. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Well, I'm from Wisconsin, and um, in Kenosha, there was like this event and show or whatever that we all like. It, it was like a big thing in Kenosha, and we met there super randomly, and um, I was a big fan of his at the time, and. You know, I was just talking to him about music and like apparently he had heard some of my stuff, which was really cool too. And then we eventually just decided to hang out and we worked on a song. Like we finished a song like the first time we hung out. And um yeah, and then we've been good friends ever since. Been doing music and we we did we had like a little group for a while. Me, Mikey or Young Sum, um, Fred the Black Kid, if you know who that is, and yeah. then Marcus. Yeah, I've heard of Marcus. I, well, I was listening to Grown Ass Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the so, group. Dude, I love that. Like, the collaboration there was sick. It was like a Brock, Brock Ham- Hampton, Peachtree Rask was like just a cool combination of people. Yeah. Yeah, I I miss it a lot, dude. It was, it was a good time. It was a great time. It was so fun doing, just making music like that. Was it just like the timing or just like personalities didn't mesh or what, what, uh, led to the end of it because I, I assume you guys broke up right as a group yeah it was just sort of like this on and off thing like we have so many songs still in the vault but um it was just like nobody was hyper committed to it um and like it and also if there's one person in the group who's like not already like you know doing as much as like everybody else it's just gonna fall apart it's like you're as, as strong as the weakest link you know and not and not saying that in a mean condescending way but like it, like it's tough to get a group of people to collaborate on something consistently and consistently like have the drive to keep pushing it and making new songs and putting it out and filming content especially when all of us have our own like solo careers and also all live in different places now you know yeah, um, that'd be a difficult to maintain that. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I would like to see us drop some music in the future. And we've talked about it a lot, but um, as of right now, that's not 
really. Yeah. Well, so, so right now you're focusing on solo, like you're working on your own thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working on solo stuff. Um, working on finishing up, not finishing up, but like recording some demos for this project that I want to release um, somewhere down the line this summer. Um, but yeah, I've been trying to roll out a single a month this year. The past month has been weird and crazy and all over the place and i've just been trying to get on my feet out here but there's definitely definitely have a lot of songs i'm sitting on that i'm just waiting for the right time to drop dude i love it man when i listen to your music um it reminds me of a little bit of like rex orange county but there's also like a part of it where i'm like i can't put my finger on it who are your influences that's funny you say that because usually when i when I talk to people about like, oh, I'm a musician, they're like, oh, what kind of music do you make? And I'm like indie pop or whatever. And I throw out Rex Orange County as an example. I throw out Dominic Fike. Oh, um, sick. My influence is, I mean, I guess it's all over the boards. I've been through like so many weird phases in music where it's just like, it, it, it's pretty eclectic. And, and granted, like, I'm sure everybody has eclectic music taste nowadays with like streaming services and having it so readily available but i mean when i was like i don't know six seven um my brothers not three who were 12, not three <laughs> <laughs> my brothers who were 12 and 13 years older than me you know would download songs on my ipod and albums and i'd have like i'd be in preschool listening on my little ipod shuffle <laughs> to like the college dropout um like kanye lupe fiasco um Kate yeah Cody. i love lupe yeah my favorite probably my favorite rapper ever he's such a um, good lyricist he's insane dude um and then and then it, like that was all i listened to and then going through like grade school and middle school um i like at the end of my middle school phase um or like towards like eighth grade was like really getting into old school hip-hop like wu-tang clan tribe called quest um gang star black star uh outcast and uh just like all over the boards nas was heavy into nas um and that was like the type of music i made for a while was like boom bap and like rapping like that like like east coast shit um because i thought it was just so cool i don't know i love the lyricism of it and like the conscience the conscientious aspect of it i've botched that word twice now but Dude, um, i love it <laughs> but yeah and then i went to a high school that was like a 20 minute drive from where i lived in the city and it was out in the country and all my friends listened to zeppelin and nirvana <laughs> and i had never listened to that type of music before because in my family like my dad was like six or my dad's like 60 now my brothers are like 30 something and i did like everybody in my household kind of missed that like phase of you know that kind of rock music and um started getting really into that and that's when i started like in high school i think it was my sophomore year when i started playing guitar and um implementing it into my music and then just slowly drifting away from like rap music and you know the rhythmic aspect of music and trying to get more melodic and like slowly diverging into a whole another side of music and completely like changing my sound which has been a like weird and interesting thing because it's 
it's fun to see like what sticks around when you like completely transform yourself as an artist like what tendencies are still there that come up at certain points and what kind of blends together you know yeah dude when i so i was looking at your instagram and like it's like the first i think it was a reel that you posted and it's a, it, i think it's from grown-ass kids you were doing a spit right like a rap yeah dude that was sick dude you can spit but also i was i even wrote this down it seems like you have transitioned from rapping to more of like melodic singing songwriter yeah i th- I think I like to think so. I don't know. Not that like, I think, I think what it is, is it's going to eventually down the line balance itself out. Sorry. I know I stepped away from the mic a little bit. Oh, you're good. But I think it's going to eventually down the line balance itself out because I started off with like heavy, like doing like boom bap, like just like very, you know, all like all rap. There's like no singing involved. And then like switching over, like all the way to like, completely melodic and you know singer songwriter um low production just me and a guitar sometimes and um i think it's gonna like balance itself out i just have to like experience both sides of it so that i can be well versed enough to you know make it a tasteful um a tasteful combination you know dude i think that's smart i think it's a good way to go because like rap is sick like it's cool to listen to rap but if there's no chorus or like something you can sing to yeah. it feels incomplete in my opinion i i agree sometimes yeah it's so yeah it's so across the boards but i i agree <laughs> i think i think that's another thing that like i wanted to get away from rap a little bit was just because i thought it was so cool like i never had a music class or anything or had any instructors and i thought it was so cool that i could like just fuck around and sing something and i thought it would sound good and it sounded trash for the longest time but then but then eventually just figuring out what works for me and what works for my voice and how to do like everything um every i don't know i just done it in an organic kind of way where it's like I've had no instruction and just kind of like figured it out, I guess. Dude, I love it. Um, I, I think too, like any artists that you look at, um, they, they tend to transform over time. They tend to have different phases. So yeah. if anything, it seems like you're just doing what you feel in the moment. Am I mm-hmm. wrong there? Or is that? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty indicative of like what I'm listening to now or like, it's pretty like, you can definitely see the um, the similarities between the music I'm listening to now and the music that I'm making. Because, I mean, that's what I take the most influence from, what's, like, on the forefront of my mind. Obviously, there's shit layered in my subconscious with, like, other songs. And, like I said, like, old school rap, yeah. and like early 2000s, like, Gig Cuddy and shit like that. But... You know, whatever I'm listening to right now is like usually what's um, what I'm making. Yeah, dude, that's sick. So, you you moved to LA, like I, I'm sure Kenosha, Wisconsin's nothing like LA. What has that transition been like? Oh, uh, it's so it's so like I don't know. It's it's a fun thing to talk about because it's so like there's such a stark contrast between the two. Like Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'll just start there with Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah um kenosha wisconsin is just like a hundred thousand people 
I, I tell all my friends who I'm talking to it about, it's like the smallest big city or like the biggest small city <laughs> in a sense that like you could go anywhere in Kenosha and you'll probably bump into somebody that you know, or somebody there will know somebody you know. However, you don't, you can go somewhere and you won't know everybody ever, you know, there's, if that makes any sense. Like there's always yeah. like new, there's, <laughs> I'm doing a bad job of explaining it, but there's just like, it's such a weird balance of like familiarity and um, still a lot of different things to like get to know. And, that makes uh, sense. And yeah. And you know, going from a place like that where, you know, all my family is and, um, you know, friends and everything and then moving out here. Um, it's been such a, because, you know, there's so many faces that you pass in a day and like, there's so, and like none of them you will ever see ever again in your life. And it's, it's just kind of a, it's like a, a culture shock, I guess. But it's so yeah. cool. I love every minute of it because it's such a grind and it's such a struggle. But like, it's so exciting that I love every minute of it. When did you move to LA? I moved on. I'm trying to read my plane ticket that's hanging up over there. <laughs> um, March, no, February 5th. February Dang. 5th of 2022. So I've been here for like two and a half months. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was it was kind of crazy coming out here at first because it was, and it, it's just all super serendipitous because um, like I quit my job, put in my two weeks, um, and told everybody I was moving to California, and I had no nothing lined up. I just didn't have a place to stay. I knew I was going with somebody, which was nice. Um, with my friend Johnny, who's like helped me shoot music videos and stuff too. Sick. Um, but he was only he only wanted to go for a month, so he just wanted to find a place to stay for a month. And I was like, okay, like whatever. I was just just rolling with it, I guess. Um, had a one way bought. I didn't have any idea where I was going. Three days before I leave, um, we find somebody who's letting us sublease his apartment, um, for a month. And it's this nice ass seventh floor, like loft, um, top floor, um, in this apartment complex with like a pool, personal gym. And Dude, that had to cost a fortune. <laughs> Here's the thing though, is I guess I'm not trying to put his business out there, but he doesn't even live there anymore, but it was like 3k rent for him every month. And that's what he was looking for, I think. But we slid up and we were like, Hey, what it's looking like right now is we're going to stay in a hostel for a month and that's going to be <laughs> close to 1500 between the two of us. Um, and that's what we're willing to go for this. And he just said, yeah, because nobody else slid up, which is insane. So Dang. we got like a, essentially a penthouse apartment for a month for 1500 between the two of us, which was insane. Um, but then, you know, it was getting to the point, like I said, it's super serendipitous the way all this shit works out. I have like a week left at that place, a couple more days. My friend already left. I'm the only one there. And um, and then all of a sudden he sends me this story of one of his friends um, posting about how he needed somebody to take his room. And it's also in Koreatown, which is where I was before and am now. 
and it was six fifty a month, and I was uh, sick. It's super cheap in LA, and in a convenient location, and it just worked out perfectly. But right, it was the second I started stressing about it again. After I told everybody I was going to stay out here, I was like, "Fuck, I'm going to have to go back." <laughs> and then it just something worked out, and then it I, had, I got a place to stay. Dang, bro! Is it is there is there a part of you that's just like? Because it seems like things seem to kind of crumble for a second, but you find a way to make it work. Is that kind of your mindset with music? Like, I'm just going to go out to LA. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to connect with people, find the right connections. Like, is that your mindset just on life? Um, In a sense where it's just like a, a full send kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, yes. Because that's yes. pretty bold to move to LA is, with like is. out any plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I sick. Guess it is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of have you heard of yes theory? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just essentially saying yes to any opportunity. You know, granted there's like stuff that you don't want to say yes to. <laughs> you can determine what those things are, but it's really just about, you know, taking every opportunity that you can get, man, cuz it's there's so much Here's the thing is back home, there's no opportunity unless you like make it for yourself. And even then it's like extremely difficult to navigate all that shit. But out here, there's so much opportunity and you just have to be the one to get there first. And you just have to be the one to say fuck it and like show up because that's not all it comes down to, but it's just insane to me how many... opportunities have opened up to me just in the fact that like I've known one person and then that one person has met like or introduced me to like these people and these people and I get paid for doing this and that and it's just like uh there's just so many resources out here and so many opportunities that it's impossible that if you're saying yes to everything and yes to every opportunity it's impossible that you're not going to be able to make a way for yourself you know yeah Dude, that's sick. I, I imagine it's there's so much opportunity there. Can you go into like what opportunities have opened up? Do you brush shoulders with artists? Like where do you meet these people that you're that yeah. that are helping you out in some way? Yeah. So that was actually we were talking about it before we started recording recording <laughs> it. Um the dude whose place that I moved into that my friend sent me his story on Instagram. Um he's like my best friend out here right now. Um, and he's been getting me production assistant gigs, um, which has been really cool. Like getting paid like three fifty a day, working twelve hours, and I've worked a couple events. Like there was this Pam and Tommy event, the show on Hulu. If you know what that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Worked that. That's event. sick. Yeah, and then worked um, just this last week. Worked a event um, at a Goodwill, like setting up and shit for the Billie Eilish Nike collab thing that Yo. she had a goodwill, which was sick. And it's cool to like brush shoulders with these people who obviously have a foot in the industry and um, just seeing how things operate on such a large scale. It's very inspiring, you know, um, because to think about how many hands are on duty just to make this one like three day event thing happen. It's insane, you know? Especially with yeah, I'm sh- companies and big artists. 
Yeah, I'm sure it gives you like another perspective or or appreciation for like the behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, that's pretty cool. The the funniest part about it was I spent like two hours out of a day setting up a room in the back for Billie Eilish with like nice ass furniture (laughs) and, you know, curtains and everything, um, a mirror. And I thought to myself, I was like, she's going to probably be in here for five to ten minutes. And this is nicer than the place I live. (laughs) It was just insane. Dude, did you meet her? Did you see her? No, no. I wasn't there the day she was going. Um, no, I didn't see her. You like leave your uh... broken once. Oh, really? Yeah, at the Pam and Tommy thing. Dang, that's dope, dude. That's the that's that. Oh wait, Seth Rogen or Joe Rogan? Seth Rogan. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that's a totally different person. That I, <laughs> I was thinking of the podcast. I was like, dude, that's that's gonna be an awesome podcast if you can score that. Yeah, no, that would be Seth awesome. Rogan's cool too, though. Seth Rogen's pretty cool. He complimented <laughs> my mullet, so I was like, okay. Dude, that's like a that's bio material. Seth Rogen complimented my, right? my mullet. <laughs> Seth Rogen likes my hairstyle. Yeah. Dude, how how do you oh go ahead, go ahead. I cut you off. No, I was like just no, go ahead. Okay, okay. So in LA you mentioned like you're gaining you're gaining an appreciation for the behind the scenes, like you're getting these cool opportunities. Um, how has it helped your creative process with making music? Um it's helped a lot in the sense I haven't been working directly with like musicians and like um like music like shows or anything. It's just, it's just more so been like screenings and um like other pop-up events and stuff. But I think no matter what if I can draw inspiration from that moment, it's how hard these people work, you know, and and they really like are really dedicated dedicated to their craft which is like something that's so overlooked the people who set up this this entire thing and they're not even i mean they're credited for it but nobody thinks about that they think about like the artists and they think about like just all that shit and it's just it's that's one of the things that i pull from it is that that out here if you want to do something you have to take every opportunity and you have to work your um your ass off that's cool dude um and so you've been making music for more than a couple years like it's it's been a little bit not since i was three but it's been a (laughs) while it's been so i'm 20 now four i think four years okay so with your music like you've you've been grinding on it you've been transitioning rap to singer songwriter who knows what will happen down the road um from what from what i can tell when i listen to music it feels real like there it feels like you created it this is your creation there's emotion there that that i feel which i think is cool i connect in that way um as far as music goes obviously the goal is to get bigger to grow um how do you maintain like perspective and appreciate the progress you've made and staying true to yourself and growing but also trying to like get better at the same time. Um, the biggest thing um, to like recognize the progress I've made and the things I've done is just as simple as like going back to like 
my old shit that I have on my phone and my Google Drive and just listening to it and being like, what? What was <laughs> I thinking? But also, like, just seeing how it was kind of like a seed for a different style or a different approach that I ended up pursuing along the line. And, you know, comparing it to, like, my new stuff and thinking of where I'm at now and how much more confident I am in it and what I'm doing than how I was. And just, yeah, I guess that's a very simple answer, and it might seem very obvious, but just going back and listening to my old stuff and comparing it to my new stuff, it, it's it puts things into perspective immediately, like how much more and how much more there is to or how much more room there is to grow after that too because i know in a year from now i'll be looking back on the stuff i'm making right now and be like i'm thinking the same thing you know yeah that's really that's a that's a cool way to see how you've grown with uh with moving to la i saw you you brought a can of pasta sauce was that figurative or is that literal are you into pasta sauce (laughs) no okay so i'm italian and (laughs) I've been out here before and there's no Jardinera. There's no Passata. Um, you can barely even find the right type of pasta out here. And that's, I don't know. That's, I just that's had to a tragedy. It is because I, I, me personally, I can't live without it. And I'm always like cooking some pasta or whatever. And so, yeah, I moved out here with my guitar right here. Love it. Some clothes. And some pasta sauce and jardinera. <laughs> and that was all Dude, I needed for the what's first your, What's your favorite Italian dish that's not like Americanized? Oh, I don't even eat the Americanized shit. <laughs> um, it's probably um, my grandma's pasta recipe, pasta della nona. It's, I don't know, it's just like a bunch of, uh, like, a, just a... Um, beef necks and um like pork loins and you just throw it in the sauce and you let it simmer like for six hours or something and you uh you just add a bunch of stuff to it and my my dad knows recipe i i don't yet i which i should soon but um yeah it's it's the best it's so good it's what i look forward to every time i go home dude i feel like so do you 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 mentioned you don't know that recipe yet. Do you cook Italian food at all, or are you just relying on? Oh yeah, yeah. I I definitely I cook Italian food. I just started within like the past year and a half taking it seriously, or like year. <laughs> um, not since you were three. Not since I was three. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just I really enjoyed it too because it's a different way of expression that isn't music. Like I draw and stuff and. I uh, I do other things creatively, but it, it's it's a weird, it's an interesting like form of creation because you're you're making something, um, totally from not totally from scratch, but you're putting all these ingredients together, and the way you perceive it or the way you enjoy that art is not through the typical senses that we enjoy art. It's not through your eyes, yeah. it's not through your ears, it's through your mouth and your nose. So it's a different like sensory experience. Dude, I, I want to eat pasta right now. You're making me hungry, dude. Yeah. You ever had rice and pear pasta? It's super good. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. It's what? Oh, 
Is that so? That's sorry if you don't mind me asking. That's all. Yeah, you ask it, dude. So I, I, so I was on a diet of rice and pears for eight years, and I have a G tube. Yeah. Um. Since 2020, though, so from 2012 to 2020 was those eight years of like rice yeah. pears formula. Since 2020, I've been on meds that have allowed me to tolerate food. So I'm kind of in the transition mode of like eating food again. So I've, I'm actually eating most things. I still have my tube. I, I still drink formula. Um, but like yeah. for the most part, like things are a lot better. So rice and pears is, is more so symbolic at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I've seen your videos and stuff. And I was like, I was wondering like if you still were on that diet of that. But what, what's been your go-to meal uh, that you can eat regular foods? Dude, I am like the least picky eater now. Like I will eat, I, I won't eat dirt, but like get, put something on a plate and I'll eat it. But I'd say like something creamy, something like Italian, like pasta. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I, I wouldn't actually have tried Italian since uh, everything around here is Americanized and a bunch of bologna compared to what you have. So do you like, yeah, dude, I, lo- I love eating anything. Yeah. Olive Garden. I don't honestly, I don't really like uh, Olive Garden. I think Olive Garden is kind of gross. I was testing you. I was hoping you'd say no. <laughs> yeah, people who love Olive Garden are a little bit weird. <laughs> I agree, dude. I, I, I've been like once and ordered a salad. I couldn't. I felt my <laughs> ancestors like looking down on me. Dude, the breadsticks are kind of mid too. They aren't They aren't that great. I didn't even try them. I can imagine they're not great though. <laughs> it, but is breadsticks an American thing or is that actually Italian? Um breadsticks like the term breadsticks is definitely american um i mean there are like there's certain types of bread like focaccia and like crostini and um different types of bread that are like definitely an an italian thing but breadsticks is an american thing how do you not get fat like i imagine just eating carbs i have a very high metabolism which is that an italian thing too like italians just (laughs) not I mean, I, I, it could be, I don't know, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's just my family, but yeah, we all just eat a bunch of pasta and carbs all the time and soppressata. Um, just, just, there's always like a whole, it's funny when people come over to my house because my dad's, my dad's a really good cook and, you know, had a restaurant for a while. Um, oh, sick. and they come over and they're like, they get the first thing it's pasta or whatever after we have like a cheese board and salami board out or whatever we get pasta they eat it and like oh, that was nice i'm full there's three <laughs> more courses that come after that so it's like crap. people are never people are never prepared for it and don't know how to pace themselves dude that's insane well i guess to segue back like what does the future look like for you like what what are what plans you got or are you just taking it day by day at this point Honestly, I mean, I could get into like future plans, but they're very vague and um, <laughs> pretty cliche, obvious or not obviously, but somewhat cliche, you know, obviously want to be able to make live sustainably off my music, um, whether that's streams or recording for other people or doing shows or something. And um, I want to, um, you know, have enough fans that enjoy my music to live off the music that's that kind of goes hand in hand but to have a lot of really genuine fans um it would be nice obviously to be like a, a 
music star and like you know have all these like grammys and stuff but in actuality i don't need that nor do i think i'd want that after i get it you know yeah Um, but um yeah all that i am taking it day by day for sure though um especially when it's just like this point of getting on my feet and like meeting people and trying to create a cultivate a friend group and um you know like come up with activities and things to do on a daily basis um yeah i am looking forward to the day that i can quit my job and just do music though that's one of my biggest like goals that's a good goal man so with with living in la like you talk a lot about the opportunity and there's people everywhere but i imagine with even though it's it's a crowded place so to speak like i'm sure it gets lonely sometimes like can you speak more on to like the real realistic side of living in LA? Yeah, I can for sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's lonely, just like any place moving to any place, really. Um, when you don't know anybody, it gets very lonely and you know, there's, you know, everybody's a phone call away back home, but that's just, it doesn't like suffice for like genuine human interaction. Um, and it's it it is very lonely out here especially in a big a big city where it's like you walk down the street and you know there's no eye contact being made and nobody will ever give you the time of day and uh, until you know somebody does and there'll be like good apples in there every once in a while but it's just tough you got to like show up to a place consistently and let your face be seen like on a consistent basis, whether that's like a job or like a coffee place or whatever. Um, you have to be very outgoing and which I'd consider myself more of an introverted person or like maybe ambivert. Um, but to literally just to survive out here and to like make it doing anything you have to be, you have to like commit yourself to being more extroverted. That makes sense. More talkative and, you know, sparking up genuine conversations with people and, um, you know, just, just making sure that, uh, people can actually like, people want to see you again and then that they want to hang out and that they want to do this. And not that it's always going to work, but it's just like, you know, you just have to constantly be pushing and pushing and trying to make these connections because that's all most of the industry is out here, whether that's music industry or film industry, or, you know, even doing podcasts and stuff like that, or like, content creators it's all about it can really be all about who you know um which is a scary thing but it's also a comforting thing when you meet the right people yeah well i mean i I thought it was cool that you you reached out to me um i'm I'm sure you found me through young some right like he probably reshared it like i think it's all about just shooting your shot like just hey here's a message if they don't read if they don't accept like whatever but like it's cool to see how things work when you just shoot Uh uh-huh yeah i mean and i don't know if you know who gary v is Um, yeah 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 yeah. and he, he talks about that all the time like if you're a young artist or content creator or anything and you're not in 100 people's dms or like even 15 people's people's dms every day asking them like to work with them or asking them this and that um you're like failing yourself and i don't live up to that either but and that's something (laughs) i'm trying to work on but 
that, that's like such a serious thing too because you never know what's gonna happen from even just a message or even just you know sparking up a random conversation on the street with somebody you never know where, where that's gonna lead you never know who you're talking to you know so that, that's uh if you're trying to make it in any type of industry like film music whatever blah 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 that's what you really have to do is you have to meet as many people as possible surround yourself with a group of people who have like-minded ideals and goals and you have to just keep pushing away at it and keep meeting more people and working your ass off just you know finishing projects and finish putting work out you know yeah but is it is it ever difficult to stay true to yourself do you feel like you want to fit a mold to connect with people how do you maintain like meeting people and making good impressions while also staying true to yourself you know i mean it's uh it's something that's got to like be established before you approach the situation if that makes any sense yeah like it's gotta you gotta already have the mindset of you have to have the mindset of being fully intentional with what you're doing and or or not or you know realizing that it's like just a casual conversation or like whatever because i mean i don't know i go up to people and i have like this whole pitch of this list of questions that i go down which is like not necessarily like a soup doesn't always lead to like a super moldable conversation but it always breaks the ice and it's like something reliable and you know just being intentional with like talking to people and making sure that they can feel that you are genuinely like you're not in it for you know something um like you're not trying to use them yeah you're not trying to use them or like fuck them over in any way or like just say you were talking to them and do that just like actually caring about the conversation and you know seeing where it goes dude that's Um, that's such a good way to go about it like that's something that I I'm really proud of myself on is like, naturally I just enjoy talking to people. And yeah. at the end of the day, like let's say oh, with podcasting, like I try to promote something and sure it'd be great if like a big name that I, like I, I had a, someone who had like a million followers on TikTok. Oh, and wow. so it would have been perfect. Like, Oh wow. If he shares a clip of our episode, but at the same time, like if I ask like, I always, I'm, I'm super, I'm, I'm not someone who likes to ask for favors. So I'm always like, dude, it'd be sick if you shared it, share whatever you're comfortable with. And he never yeah. shared it. But at the same time, if I just got butt hurt, I was a little bit at first, but it was like, but then again, we had a great conversation. Like it shouldn't matter. Like you don't want to push the relationship to the point where it's just artificial. Like I'm just trying to use you to get to where I want to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's almost like the scenic route. Like you're you're being genuine but it may take longer but at the end of, at the end of it, it it'll be worth it yeah and it also ties into the fact that if it's real or if it's not people will know and, yeah. uh, seriously and it's and that's like another benefit of just being genuinely you know interested in a conversation or genuinely wanting to talk to somebody is that um th- there's no way you can lose that way you you because you already want to talk to them. So you're going to do that. And then if anything else stems from it, it's just like bonus points, you know? Yeah. Dude, for sure, man. 
Well, Luca, dude, I, I'm so glad we got to to talk for a bit, man. I, I appreciate you sharing your story, and I'm excited to see how how L.A. turns out or how you turn out in L.A., but uh, I, I just appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, too. It was a, a lot of fun chatting it up for a bit and, you know, just talking about some stuff, and I yeah, appreciate bro. the opportunity. Absolutely. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, so Instagram, it's at the Luca Montuano, um, Spotify, Apple Music, blah, 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 all those streaming services. You can just look up Luca Montuano, which is L-U-C-A-M-A-N-T-U-A-N-O. And um, I don't use Twitter, but if you want to follow me on Twitter for some reason, it's <laughs> Montuano Luca. Um, I don't think there's any other thing that TikTok. I use. TikTok. Oh, fuck. I think that's also Montuano Luca not positive but okay you will if anything i'll double check it and i'll link it all below in the description yeah yeah, yeah. and also my youtube channel forgot to mention this my youtube channel is luca montuano and then if you look that up you can go to my most recent video and i just posted a music video for this new single that i had called like this and it's something i'm pretty proud of so if you want to check let's go sweet man well uh thanks again brother Thanks, man. Have a good one. You too.